Shalom, shalom, shalom. Hey, what's going on? My name is Michael Sano, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast, the only positive podcast on the food, culture, and people of Israel. We're here to tell you about the great things that this big little country has to offer. Listen, if this is your first time watching us on the video version of this podcast, please, please, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so that you're always in the loop and you always know when we have a brand new fresh episode. If you want to take us with you on your way to work or to the gym, you can find the audio version of this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. And Hey, if you'd like to help support um, what we do, please feel free to become a patron of the show by heading on over to our Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash 12 cities in Israel and set up a monthly donation. We would really appreciate it. And your help helps us keep bringing you this awesome show. So um, first and foremost... Happy Hanukkah! All right, cool. This is so exciting. I am so excited to do this episode. This is episode number 31. Hanukkah by Israel. Hanukkah in Israel. So I'm gonna, for those of you who don't know what Hanukkah is, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of history and let you know what it is, where it comes from, um, what it means to us as Jews. Um and how that differentiates a little bit from others uh, who who celebrate the story, um, and I'll go all into that um, after 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 I give my shout outs, um, and I have to reach around the Hanukkah um, <laughs> to get our first sponsor, which is Neviot Plus Neviot Plus flavored water. Nature at its best taste. Nevio Plus delivers you with a true combination of health and pleasure. It's based on Neviot natural mineral water, one of its kind in Israel. It's enhanced with five, yes, five B-group vitamins. It's naturally sweetened. It's low in calories, only 35 to 40 calories per eight fluid ounces. There are no preservatives, no color additives. It is available in delicious, indulging flavors, like peach, grape, and apple, which we have here today. Um, if you're in Israel, you should be drinking Neviot. Uh, to find out more, check out their website, www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. That's www.neviotglobal.com forward slash en forward slash home. If you want to get this delivered to your home when you're not in Israel uh, and you're in North America and Canada, you can go to our next sponsor, Makolet Online. Makolet Online's main goal is to make Israeli groceries and Judaic products affordable and available to everyone in the USA and Canada. Their online store carries items that are unavailable in most places in North America. Things like tahini, Israeli chocolates, frozen borekas, and the Neviat water that we have here today. Um, at Makolet Online, you will find your favorite Israeli goods or simply enjoy brand spanking new flavors. All of their products are kosher and most are manufactured in Israel. And as an added bonus for watching the show, 
if you use the coupon code 12, the number one, two cities in Israel, all one word, no spaces. And, and, uh, make sure you do that one, two cities in Israel, you will get 15% off of your entire purchase. So head on over to Makolet online. That's www.makoletonline.com and order today. <sighs> Hanukkah. All right, let me take a sip of coffee. What's up, Peter Madeira? Um, I just did a, uh, he, he just sent over the best, best, best comment to one. <laughs> I was in Beersheba and I was going, um, to this place called Johnny Crispy, which is uh, a sandwich place. And Johnny Crispy, yes, um, that's the name. Um, and I was in this, uh, like, empty mall. It was late at night, and I was walking through it, and it was, like, out of a scene from a remake of, uh, what's that, West Side Story. And all I could imagine, what I wrote was, <laughs> this is so goofy, um... Uh, what this just popped into my head um wouldn't it be funny if two rival jazz dance group gangs uh two rival jazz dance gangs um showed up to battle it out and uh he wrote let the battle begin and i wrote snapping fingers and cross steps <laughs> anyways that's a silly story but peter you're a rock star let me take this sip of this coffee hold on all right, so to start off, before we dive deep into the, um, I was going to say before we dive deep into the guts of Hanukkah, and that sounds horrible. So b- before we dive deep into the subject, we have to do our Chamesh B'Chamesh, which is Hebrew for five in five. And sometimes it's longer than five minutes, and sometimes it's more than just five words. But it's our little mini ulpan section where I teach you some Hebrews. So our first one, our first one is Hanukkah. And Hanukkah is Hanukkah, the festival of lights. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it means, though, because I'm going to delve into that when we get into the history of Hanukkah. So our first one is Hanukkah, and that's with a chet, not an H. It's a, it's a lot of times, it depends how it's spelled, C-H or H. But just so you know, it's a chet sound, chet. So uh, Hanukkah. So what do we say when we meet people in the street during Hanukkah or right before Hanukkah? We say, are you ready for this one? You're going to love this one if you don't know it already. Hanukkah, Sameach. Happy Hanukkah. Boom, done. Simple, easy. Hanukkah, Sameach. Um, I am, so interesting. Well, I'll go over that at the end. Um, Hanukkah, Sameach. So our next one is, are you ready? You're going to love this one. Suf. Ganiot. Now, I'm going to explain what Suf Ganiot are. And Suf Ganiot are 
um, donuts, jelly-filled donuts, these oily jelly-filled donuts that are ooh, amazing. And if you've gone to Dunkin' Donuts and had a jelly donut, yeah, they're awesome. Don't get me wrong. I totally understand. But they're they're not, they're, oh, wow, Souf Ganiot. And I'm going to explain where they come from and exactly what they are, but that's our next word. Our next word is, and I hope I say this right, Leviva. Leviva. I, I, I might be putting the accent in the wrong place, but Leviva are latkes, potato pancakes. And, and I'm going to go into this, since the holiday uh has an emphasis on oil. And for those of you who are putting two and two together, you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yes. Leviva. So latkes. So our last one, our last one was going to be a different word, but instead um, I decided to use this word. Orot. Lights. Orot. Okay, so that's because it is the Festival of Lights, the Holiday of Lights. So those are our words, and I'm going to explain the other one after. Hanukkah, Hanukkah Sameak, Sufganiot, Leviva, and let me say it right, let me say it right, let me say it right, Orot. And that, that, Ro. Is uh is an R a resh, and it's it's one of those words where I I think I've said this before. Some of the R's are different than other R's in Hebrew. So, orot, um, and I'll give you an example. Yerushalayim, it's harder orot since it's it's there. It's it's a funny little letter. Okay, um, one of the ones that I was going to use. But it turns out it's not even a Hebrew word. Um, I think everything that I read said that it wasn't a Hebrew word. So, and that is dreidel. And dreidel is not Hebrew. It's Yiddishi. It's Yiddish, Um, which is important. Don't get me wrong. Um, And I'm going to talk about the dreidel a little bit more. Um, But there you go. Chamesh Bachamesh. That was uh, that was interesting. Um because I had to learn some new words. Um and I I like this segment. If you like this segment, let me know. Um because I really enjoy making it for you. And I think it adds like I think it adds another layer to what we're talking about here on uh on our subject. Um and I don't know. I'm trying to trying to give you more bang for the buck. So on that note, let's talk about Hanukkah. So in order to talk about Hanukkah, we have to, t- and, and this is important. We're talking about Hanukkah in Israel and Hanukkah in Israel and Hanukkah in the United States, two totally different animals. Um, and I know I'm going to get some flack from some people because they're going to say, Oh no, no, no. Um, so, and it's funny because in doing some of the research 
for this episode, and I'm going to put this video in the bottom because it was such a fun video. Um, Mayim Bialik, who is from um, that, that physics show, uh, Blossom. So everyone knows who Mayim Bialik is. Um, and she was talking about it, and she said, and she rightly so said that Hanukkah is not a major holiday. Okay. Okay. So instantly I went, no! Oh my gosh, I was so upset. Uh, because if you told my son Hanukkah is not a major holiday, he would have lost his noodle. Um, because, so, we're in America. Um, we're in the United States. And I'm back and forth between Israel and the United States. So I have a wonderful opportunity to see the differences between, and they're, they're, it's funny because if you think about it, differences don't make us better or worse. They just make us different. So what's really cool about it is, so here's what I'm, I have a question about. And, and hopefully somebody can answer. Hold on just one second. So we can look at Sephardim and we can look at a, uh, we can look at, um, uh, Mizrahim, people from the east, from uh, the Middle Eastern countries, Sephardim from the North African countries, and from Spain. And we can look at, uh, and actually Sephardim, there's a uh, I didn't know this, there was a migration into France. Um, and then we look at the Beta Israel, the Ethiopian Jews, and we look at all these differences, and we look at all these cultural differences and the things that they've done th around different their minhagim minhagim is a fun word because minhagim is customs your customs your community's customs and let's take one of the customs that has developed in the united states around um hanukkah and that is the giving of small gifts um over eight days and this i learned about this in my jewish studies class program thing when I was at City College is it comes from, and I had no idea, Christians. Huh. So, and this is interesting. So there are a lot of little customary things that come from Christianity. Like if you look at the, um, uh, what do you call them? What do you call them? What do you call them? The Seder. Um, and when we have, um, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking out. I'm so super Hanukkah right now that I'm, I'm blanking out on, uh, our book for the Seder starts with an H. Uh, anyways, so ours during the middle ages, um, we had a, a number of them came out as illuminated texts. Um, those are basically holy books with pictures, uh, scribed into them. And that comes as a direct result of Christian illuminated texts. So that's now I'm, I'm, I totally, it's cause we're live. It's cause I'm sitting here and I'm talking to you and I'm blanking. Um, Passover Agata. Okay. Woo. <sighs> Walked out of that one. Um, anyways, so now I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of, I, I, I brushed over that. We're going to talk about the differences uh, a little later in the episode, but I want to talk a little bit about the history of Hanukkah 
about the word it's itself and it is a derivative of i have to I, small text bad eyes hanak which i'm assuming i'm saying that right and <laughs> you know what they say about assumptions so the root hanak to dedicate which totally makes sense and once i tell you the super duper um condensed version of the Hanukkah story. Uh basically you had this gentleman named name um Maratayas. And he was the uh he was the high priest of the temple under Antiochus the third. Now, for those of you who are going, it's not Antiochus, it's Antiochus or whatever, I spoke to a number of my professors about that because I ran into different things and she said, you're not wrong, neither are the other people. Nobody really knows how to say this guy's name. So Antiochus Third, the great of Syria, was a uh, one of the, uh, one of the um, leaders who came after Alexander the Great died. Uh, he was the head of the Seleucid Empire. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Now, everything was going good. Um, Antiochus III said, you guys, do your thing, keep your customs, we dig you. He tried basically to follow in the footsteps of Alexander the Great, who also said, you know what, rather than fight with these people, why don't we just, we, they're conquered, all we do is make them pay taxes and let them be who they are. You know what I mean? Pretty, pretty liberal thinking at the time. Um, well, Antiochus III didn't live forever. And when he died, his son, Antiochus IV, uh, who, did I write down his name? Did I write down his name? Yes, Antiochus IV, Epiphanes, um, who... According to Josephus, and I wrote this down because this is pretty, pretty intense. Um, when the second temple in Jerusalem was looted and services stopped, as per Antiochus IV, Judaism was outlawed. In 167 BCE, Antiochus ordered an altar to Zeus erected in the temple. He banned Brit Milah, Brit Milah, circumcision. Whoa, that's like the defining characteristic of Judaism. Um, it is the covenant. It's what binds. So anyways, and ordered oh, pigs to be sacrificed at the altar of the temple. So, yeah, not cool, not cool at all. Just hearing that, that just, that just, oh, chaps, my, I'm sorry. That just really makes me angry. Um, and it was what? That was two thousand over 2,000 years ago. Um, hold on. So, bottom line, Antiochus IV was kind of a prick. Um, Wow. Just not a good guy. But now we got the Maccabees. 
not to be confused with the singing group, the Maccabees, who are fun and awesome. They do a Despacito cover in Hebrew. Don't know why I brought that up. But um, Mattathias had five sons, okay? And they were John, Simon, uh, Eleazar. I'm trying not to say these in Hebrew. Um, John, Simon, Eleazar, Jonathan, and Judah. And they led a rebellion against Antiochus. And Judah became known as Judah Maccabee. Um, Judah the Hammer. The Hebrew Hammer. So he was, uh, yeah. So um, when his, when Mattathias died, um, Judah uh, led the revolt from what I read. I could be off. Um, there's actually a really good book about that. Um that maybe I will put down in the comments um, by a renowned archaeologist. I'm fascinated by this entire era. I think it would make the best Netflix special because these guys are bonkers. They are backstabbing. They're just, uh, if you get into like the Salome, Aristobulus, and all of that, it's just out of control and really enjoyable reading sorry um it's just horrible that it's our people who went through all this but 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 um so as i said in 166 this happened in 167 when he went and did all the stuff in the temple um antiochus and he desecrated the temple desecrated it couldn't be used for worship anymore and then and this is the second temple you guys Second temple. So in um, 166, Mattathias dies, um, and Judah takes his place, which is really kind of weird because I don't know what um, what the uh, succession is because I don't know is Judah the oldest son? Uh, because the way I was reading it, it it, it doesn't look that way, but. If I'm wrong, let me know. That I I will totally correct myself. I don't I don't mind doing that. Um, and in 165 BCE, these are all in BCE. So before the Common Era, um, the Jewish revolt against the Seleucid monarchy is successful in recapturing the Temple, dun, 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 which is liberated and dedicated. Hanukkah. Now. The story goes, and this is in what's called the Apocrypha, okay? And uh, I think I'm saying that right. Is that right, the Apocrypha? Yeah. So in, for Christians, this is inside your Bible. It's not in ours. Um, for us, it's Apocrypha. It's books outside of the Torah, um, the larger Torah, um, uh, the Tanakh, and the uh, the uh I'm not going to do that right now because it's going to be embarrassing and I'm going to screw up. Um, anyways, so it's not in our Bible. It's in uh, the Christian Bible, but it is not in the Jewish Bible. Um, so, so, um, basically the story goes, are you ready? Um, that when they, when, when the Maccabees went and liberated the temple. Boom, we got it. Get out of here, you nasty Seleucids. 
We got nothing to do with you. Go, go, go. Um, I don't know where any of this is coming from. Um, they went and they said, well, we, we have to have oil. Go find the oil. And, they, and it's got to be special oil that's prepared specifically in a very specific way. And that process takes, are you ready? Time. Eight days specifically in order to make the um, oil, we'll say kosher, right? I don't know. Uh, maybe that would be the right word. I'm hoping it would be the right word because then I'd look like a rock star. Um, so I really love Hanukkah. Can you tell by how excited I am telling this story? So I just, it's a big holiday for my family. And wah, we just have so much fun. So anyways. Um, so when they went and looked, they only had enough for one night. They're like, what are we going to do? Judah McBee said, let's leave it in God's hands. I assume, I mean, what else are you going to say? Um, <laughs> so they lit the candles. In the, not the, not the Hanukkah, but in the menorah. And I'm going to go through the difference. In the menorah. And you know what? It lasted for eight days. The oil in the lamps lasted for eight days. It was a miracle. Dun, dun, dun. Boom. Hanukkah. There you go. Um, so I am going to real quickly, uh, since we're at the halfway point, I am going to read um, my shout outs to our other sponsors. You guys are rock stars. Um, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you about Hanukkah in Israel. All right, our first one is from iConnect. iConnect, engagement with Israel that earns you rewards. iConnect is a website dedicated to teaching you more about Israel. It's also a social gaming platform where you can play, earn points, and receive cool prizes all for free. While you're there, you will connect with Israel by engaging with all of iConnect's numerous articles, games, quizzes, polls, and more. Now, why should you play? Because iConnect's unique platform introduces you to Israel in a fun, exciting, and most importantly, rewarding way, all while working towards giving you a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So head on over to www.iconnect.co.il. That's www.ikonnect.co.il and start playing now. And our next... Shout out goes to Israel Phones, who is a part of iConnect. Um, and you're going to find out how and in a really cool way uh, that will be beneficial to you. So Israel Phones is the leading provider of communication devices for people traveling to Israel. And they offer SIM cards, mobile phone rentals, and MiFi devices, which are mobile Wi-Fi hotspots, <coughs> and serve the connectivity needs of tour groups, Synagogues, schools, community missions, study programs, and individuals visiting their family and friends, supplying you with all of the mobile phone equipment 
that you'll need on your next trip to Israel. And for those who have already used Israel phones, they are presenting, you, you're going to see that they are presenting brand new plans for Israel that give you a met, much better bang for your buck. New ad, so I'm sorry. Um, you now get much more data at an affordable price with unlimited calls and texts in Israel and international calling in the USA included. Um, 30 gigabytes of data, only $29. 50 gigabytes of data, only $39. These plans are valid for 30 days. You get a 10% discount for stays over 90 days. And this is how I said it connects with their new iConnect Israel Rewards program. You can get a $15 credit to cover the cost of the SIM card for just signing up at iConnect. You can join iConnect Israel right now and start earning points towards great rewards. And also, because you watch this show, we also have a coupon code, 12 cities in Israel. 12, the number one, two cities in Israel. Um, and just put that in and you will get a, fifth, uh, a, a free SIM card. Another way to get a free SIM card, um, a $15 value um, if you spend $30 or more on the site. So head over to israelphones.com and start taking advantage of all these great deals. All right. Um, thank you, Israel Phones. Back to, back to, back to Hanukkah. Hanukkah Sameach. Hanukkah Sameach. Um, that's not a real song, but I love Hanukkah so much. Oh. So, hold on. So, Maya Bialik, who is awesome, just get just throwing that out there. Don't bring any hate. Says that um, Hanukkah is a minor holiday. And yes, religiously it is a minor holiday, but that's in the United States. That is religiously in Israel and religiously in the United States, but it means something a lot more um, in Israel. And that's a weird usage of means something more. I don't know. But yeah, so it was adopted by the state. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna flesh this out. So after the Six Day War, possible odds. What are we gonna do? Everyone in the world is attacking us. Um, the state of Israel, smart thinking, used the Maccabees, the story of Hanukkah, as a they took the Six-Day War and publicized it as the modern rebellion against the Seleucids. You know what I mean? The modern uh, David and Goliath, uh, the modern, you know, it just took on such a larger significance. Now I say in Israel, but also in the United States. So there was this big boom in in. in individual pride among Jews after the Six-Day War. Uh, so when Hanukkah came around, people went, yeah, that's us. That's us. That's who we are. <coughs> we, as Jews, are the Maccabees. We're, boom. So it has this 
it, it's funny because there there and there's actual writing on this and I'll look for it. Um but there is a uh um a sensation that has grown six, since the Six Day War to parallel the Maccabees and the Jewish state, which I think is kind of cool. That's neat. You know, we in the United States do it with, uh, you know, George Washington and all those things. And, 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 you know, I would imagine most countries do that. They take pieces of their history and they say, yeah, look at how awesome I am. Look at how great we are. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's cool. Now, um, what I think gets misinterpreted, and Mayan Bialik talks about this too, is because of when the holiday hits, people outside of Judaism give Hanukkah a bigger importance than we do um, religiously. Now, as a min, uh, um, as a custom, for in Jewish communities around the world, in Jewish schools, um, all around, Hanukkah is looked forward to, is celebrated. Purim is a minor holiday too, but in Jewish communities, it's it's a big celebration. Um, people get dressed up, do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> That's why I think it's important. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's why I disagree. Sorry with my MBI. Um, But, yes, I think it's important. I think it's important in the, uh, in, the, uh, in the larger sense of who we are as Jews in the world um, and in looking back at our history and uh, moving on. So... Um, as far as Hanukkah and the name, so I told you before that Hanukkah comes from Hanak, which is, um, what did I say it was? I said it was dedicate. So they rededicated the temple. Now, in Josephus' time, which wasn't that later, wasn't that much later. It was like, uh, wh what's that? Like uh, 260, maybe 300 years later, he referred to it as the Festival of Lights. And he talked about it... Um, quite a bit. Um, now I'm going to tell you about some of the customs and what are done. Uh, typically there are two blessings, um, that are recited during the eight day festival. Um, and they're done when you light the candles, which, um, on, but on the, on the first night you say three of them, there's an added blessing that you say. Um, and I, all right, hit me if I'm wrong. So I used to, I can't believe this is so embarrassing. I lit my candles from left to right. Um, I don't know why, a, a number of years. Um, and they're supposed to be done from right to left. I do them correctly now. Back off. Um, but there is, there's circumstance, pomp and circumstance to everything. And I think it's important and I think it's fun. Um, so basically what happens is we in my house, we get together and we recite the blessings. My son comes down to remind me that, oh, we got to do it, we got to do it, we got to do it. All right, we're doing it. So we do the blessings. We say the prayer. Uh, we say the blessings. And then um, there is also, um, 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 
Maoz Tsur is the hymn that sang. You sing this hymn afterwards. Um, I didn't used to do it. I do it now. Um, and I, I wonder... Um, so there's a custom. It says in the stuff that I read that um, it's an Ashkenazi custom and that the... Um, that it is a, com- a hymn that was composed in the 13th century. I'm holding up two fingers. <laughs> 13th century. And uh, maybe that's why I never wound up singing it. Uh, I'm. Hey, what do you do? Um, so, uh, but in some Hasidic and Sephardic communities, you say a number of psalms after... Um, like Psalm 30, Psalm 67, and Psalm 90. Um, and in North America, and it says in Israel too, and I didn't know this, it's customary to exchange presents. It's also customary to give tzedakah, um, which is charity, to do nice things, give things out. Now, in our house, we give presents. I give presents to my son. Um, it's an important custom in my household. If you have a problem with it, I know some people get upset about that. It's not about presents. No, um, it's about something greater, but I like being able to give my son presents. Um, I like for my son to associate it with giving because Sadaka, when he grows up, if he receives gifts, I'd like him to give things to other people. You know what I mean? I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of nice. I think if more people gave... A little bit of something to somebody else, maybe all those people wouldn't be grumpy. And it makes you feel good to give. Um, I'm not making you give. Back off. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yes. So that's what we do. I know I kind of round about it because I don't, I, I think it's, I'm not 100% cus, uh, comfortable talking about my customs and what I do because I think I'm, yeah, I'm going to be. honest. Here's why. Because if I tell you about my customs and they're not your customs and some people are very tight on their customs. Oh, you don't do that. And I've, I've experienced this before. You don't do that. Um, they get kind of snarky and judgmental and I don't, I, I know that being here and doing this exposes me but I want to be careful and not put everything out there because I don't, I don't want you to think I, I, I don't know. Um, I want you to like me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I just, I don't want you. I, I don't think there's any reason to put that in there and have you guys judge me like that, but maybe I shouldn't be so worried about that. Maybe I shouldn't be so self-conscious. Um, but yes, we give gifts. Um, we do all the, uh, it's such a fun night too. It's so much fun. And then, then, then we go into my favorite part of Hanukkah and that's food. Let me take a sip of coffee. Hold on. So my favoriteest, that's not even a word. My favorite part of Hanukkah. My favorite is the food. So the latkes. So we have, we do two things. So there's a couple, so there are these little mini latkes 
that you can get at ShopRite um, that are kosher. Um, and I checked. I was like, that's awesome. I'm so excited. So there's these mini latkes. We make a bunch of those, like a whole tray of those. And then um, I buy these larger latkes. I don't make them. I'm sorry. Please don't judge. Um, because it's easier and because everyone's doing 8 million things, it's easier just to go pick them up and make them. Um, and I fry them and they're, oh, they're out of control good. And then, so that's one of the, uh, that's one of the, uh, the traditional foods, traditional uh, Jewish foods that goes with uh, Hanukkah. And that's latkes or la viva. Um, la viva. Hope I'm saying that right. Um, I've always called them latkes. I've never called them leviva. Um, but yeah, yum. Mm, fried potatoes. What? Nothing better. Um, except the next thing, and that is sufganiot. Sufganiot are. They are jelly donuts. Well, they're donuts. But traditionally, <clears throat> they're jelly donuts. And they are sticky. And they're oily. And they're so good. Oh, my gosh. They are the best. So, um, yeah. So, those, those, are, um, those are your traditional foods. There's, an other, there's another... And I don't have it with me here today because I haven't gone to pick it up yet. And I will, and I pick up tons of it. And that's Hanukkah gelt. And gelt is, uh, from what I've read, is Yiddish for money. And it's chocolate coins. And <clears throat> my son tears through bags of them. And they even come in dark chocolate. Uh, so my wife tears through tons of them. Um, oh, I guess. I guess I'll just have one three bags for four six bags and she loves them they're awesome um i like them too so uh yeah so you give them out and uh there is i think i actually have something no 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 oh yes so hanukkah gelt yiddish for hanukkah money known in israel by the hebrew translation May Hanukkah, um, it's distributed to children during the festival of Hanukkah. Um, the giving of Hanukkah gelt also as the holiday excitement. Um, do, 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 do. The tradition of giving Hanukkah gelt dates back to a long-standing Eastern European custom of children presenting their teachers with a small sum of money at this time of year as a token of gratitude. So, um. One minhag favors the fifth night of Hanukkah for giving Hanukkah, uh, Hanukkah gelt. Um, unlike the other nights of Hanukkah, the fifth night never falls on Shabbat and you can't use money on Shabbat. So um, that works out pretty good for all of us. Uh, so, yeah, oh, I love Hanukkah gelt. Now, the next one, the next one, the next one. This one is the one everyone knows. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. This is a dreidel. For those of you who are watching the video portion, this is a dreidel. Um, it is, after lighting the candles, it's customary to split, to, to spin the dreidel. 
Um, or Sevivon in Hebrew. It's a four-sided spinning top that you can see. It's got different um, Hebrew letters. And in the U.S., it has Gimel, Hey, um, Maze, Nun. I couldn't see it because it was yellow and it's on tan. Um, I should know it by heart, whatever. Um, and Shin, 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 Shin. Now, in Israel, um, the fourth side is instead of a shin, it's a pay. Now, um, I've got to read this. It's in Hebrew, Nes Gadol Chayashan. Nes Gadol Chayasham. A great miracle happened there. But if you're in Israel... You don't say um, sham, you say po. Uh, so a great miracle happened here. And pe, instead of shin, the p, um, I'm not doing a good job of explaining it. Is that clear? Okay. So <laughs> a great, in Israel, you say a great miracle happened here. Um, all right, because the here refers to. The temple, uh, which is, you know, in Jerusalem, and um, we didn't have a temple here in the United States, so, or anywhere else in the world. So, our temple was in Jerusalem, and those Maccabees, those crazy lads, they went and they rededicated it for us now lastly i am going to talk about the hanukkah and this to me is one of the most important parts and i have promised land hanukkah candles are they from israel yes it is a product of israel but it came through bayonne um <laughs> all right this is our hanukkah and a Hanukkah is a eight-armed with uh, a ninth one in the middle menorah, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pull from my Mayim Bialik. Uh, so a menorah normally has anyone six arms and one center. Okay. So, that means it has a total of seven. A Hanukkiah has a total of nine. Now, this is what she said. And this is brilliant. You go, Mayim. Um, a Hanukkiah is a menorah. But a menorah is not necessarily a Hanukkiah. Now, um, the central one. Way to go, Mayim. Um, the, and that I got it right. Um, so what you do is you take, you light the center candle first and from the center candle, you light all of the other candles, um, which terrifies my wife when she does it. Um, my son does it, Gary could burn his arm off. Um, happy Annika. Um, <laughs> so, um, what you do is you light the first one and then you light from the right. Boom, 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 boom. This one has tons of wax all over it. Um, now, the lighting of the, Hanuk of the Hanukkiah 
is a really, really important thing. Um, I'm going to include some videos of the lighting of the Hanukkah in Jerusalem, which is really beautiful, really fun, really nice. Um, and two important lightings of the Hanukkah happen. Uh, one of them happens in Jerusalem and the other one happens here in the United States, which is kind of cool. So you have the, the, um, the religious, I, I, I guess the rabbinate, they light a Hanukkah and that's the, the, the official Hanukkah of Judaism, I guess. I don't know. Um, somebody tell me. That's actually interesting. I'm curious about that. And then you have the prime minister and they light the Hanukkah. Um, I don't know where they do that. I got to look into that. But they light a Hanukkah and then at the White House... The president lights a Hanukkah for us, which is kind of cool. And I think that is where I'm going to wrap it up. Cool. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. Yay! Hanukkah Sameach. Hanukkah Sameach. Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Hanukkah Sameach. All right, that's my Hanukkah song. All right, I am going in February to... Tel Aviv to the C executive suites to do interviews with a number of people from across Israeli society. Um, and I would, I would like your help. Um, I have about $2,000 left, um, for rentals and for a little bit of equipment and for, um, the cost of putting all of the video and audio equipment that, that we have here, um, onto the plane and all of that combined with the lighting rental, cause I can't take these lights with me. Um, all of that comes to around $2,000. I have put together in total, this whole trip is going to cost or, or has cost, um, so far around $9,000. And I put that from straight out of my pocket um, I'm asking for a little bit of help funding because yeah, um, I need the help and I could, I, I, even if I don't receive it, I'm going to find it somewhere. Um, but I really would like, uh, a little bit of support from you guys. If you could, if you could, if you could, I'm not demanding, please. But, um, if you're interested in helping out, uh, with this show and helping us get all of our stuff to Israel and get set up. I have a bunch of awesome interviews. Um, we've got, uh, I, I just got a new interview, Hannah Mason and her husband, um, Dave Mason, I think he is an author. She is a self-help author. Um, really fun, energetic person. I'm super psyched. We have Daron Almog, um, from Ale. We have, uh, Stav Shafir, from the Knesset, we have um, uh, Shoshana Keats Jaskol, Sarah Tuttle Singer from the Times of Israel. We have Daniel Seaman from, um, he's a former spokesperson for the Prime Minister's office. Um, who else? I have other people. Bum, bum, bum. Yishai Fleischer, who is the spokesperson for um, the Jewish community in Hebron. We have uh, Corey Gill. Schuster from Ask a Palestinian, Ask an Israeli. We have Rivka Carmi, the former president of 
Ben Gurion University. But um, I need your help. Uh, just in the the final last steps of getting all this stuff there, I've I've made the commitment, um, and I am booking the guests. So uh, yeah, if you could help me out by going to our website www dot twelve cities in Israel, um, and hitting the PayPal button, I would really appreciate it. Um, all right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for joining us for the Twelve Cities in Israel podcast. Don't for, don't forget to subscribe to our feed and become a part of the 12 Cities in Israel community. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. And we'll be bringing you a brand new podcast every week, so keep your eyes out for it. Um, also, to help support this podcast, you can visit our Patreon page, as I mentioned before, and become a regular donor. That is at www.patreon.com forward slash 12 Cities in Israel, the number one, two cities in Israel. Also, 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 please visit our YouTube channel where you can see a video version of this podcast plus other videos that we have produced, including our full-length travel episode on the city of Beersheba in southern Israel. While you're there, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. You can also check us out on our website, as I mentioned before, www.12citiesinisrael.com. And our Facebook page and Instagram, where every day I'm putting out a brand new picture from our Israel travels. And on Twitter, where I am just putting out useless garbage. Just kidding. I'm putting out, I, I'm keeping people updated on what's going on uh, through Twitter. So, all right, that's it. Bye.